Abundance of caution. This is abundance of caution. It's abundance of caution. What abundance of caution? What do we do? In WAF, we talk in WAF at abundance of caution. It's a fantasy league. We talk football with 14 dudes at in WAF for abundance of caution. Abundance of caution. It's an abundance of caution. Fantasy football with Will. Good evening, NWAF. It is Abundance of Caution, the February off-season edition. My name is Will. Thank you for joining and listening. The season is officially over. The NFL made it. Congrats to them. Congrats to fucking Tom Brady for title number seven. I'm sure genius Bill Belichick feels real good about letting that just walk away for nothing um, and not making the playoffs. An impressive run by the Bucks. I posted the other day how their four playoffs games, they scored 30, 31, 31, 31. Pretty freaking consistent. Um, they should uh, obviously uh, be all in and trying to get as many of these folks back to the team next year and trying to repeat. So that would mean uh, franchising Chris Godwin and trying to figure out how to get some of those defensive people um, who are free agents back on the squad. Um, I, I enjoyed seeing Shady McCoy win his second Super Bowl in a row, playing zero snaps in either game. Um, so good for him. Uh, it, it was weird that uh, Shady McCoy, not Shady McCoy, but uh, on the other side, what the fuck is his name? Le'Veon Bell played zero snaps active, and they were down the entire game for what was once the best wide receiver running back in the league. Uh, couldn't even get in the game over Daryl Williams and CEH, who, I mean, he, he looked good at times when it came to rushing, but... Tampa Bay were letting them rush and just terrorizing uh, Mahomes in that beat-up offensive line. Just a masterful coaching performance by the Bucks and the players. Obviously, took that game plan to perfection. And the Chiefs just looked like a team that's onside linebacker coach was in a DWI crash on Friday and were distracted. Uh, they just were not prepared for anything. Uh, they, it didn't seem they make any changes throughout the game I just didn't see a lot happening just non-spirited and they got down and they got distracted um, by some refs calls um, and I don't really care about refs calls you know I, I thought the pass interference calls were fine uh, the holding on the Matthew interception uh, was a little touchy but I, I just don't you, you've got to be able to move on and Honey Badger just fell apart and you could see the rest of the defense fell apart quickly as well so as soon as the Bucks scored that touchdown in the third quarter uh, it was curtains. It was lights out. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, they just, after being dominant the way they have been for three years, they just didn't really have anything to, to kind of figure out what the Bucks were doing to them. So just a masterful performance by the Bucks. Uh, pretty impressive to see what Tom Brady continues to do, especially when you continue to look at the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, who are probably considered quarterbacks two and three in this era, have been to one Super Bowl themselves each, 2010, 2011. And Tom has now won four in the last eight years since he turned 36. Uh, just insanity. Uh, something we're never, ever, ever going to see again. I fully expect Mahomes to have, obviously, a, like a borderline 
best NFL career in history, right? As long as he stays healthy. But the dude's not going to be in 10 Super Bowls. He's not going to come close to winning seven Super Bowls. He's not going to play until he's 44 years old, uh, probably because he's not in the TB12 method uh, program. Um, so unless he has a PM program that he comes up with, and I just don't see why you come up with a PM program when you get a $500 million contract. I, I just don't expect it. I think uh, Mahomes, I think we'll see Mahomes in five Super Bowls. And I think he'll probably win, you know, three or four. And that's about it. You know, it'll be an absolute stunning career. But he will have to live with the fact that as of right now, he is 0-2 in the playoffs versus old boss Tom Brady. And you're never going to get those back. It's just the way it is. He will, he will deal with it. He'll be fine. Uh, it's been an impressive run, and they will continue to make the run. they got a long ways to go uh, with their roster, with Andy Reid, and with Eric Bieniemy. which, look, I got really tired of hearing. <laughs> Every time a coach got hired in the offseason who was white, Twitter would only bring up Eric Bieniemy's name, no other African-American coaches. So apparently, according to Twitter or the, I don't know, social media world out there, if just one team – would have hired Eric Bieniemy as their head coach. I think that would have resolved all the African American issues uh, that the NFL had for many fans out there. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know the uh, the Bucks are over there with uh, Byron Leftwich, who I didn't hear open for any jobs, um, and Todd Bowles, who who was a coach and didn't do well. But what a what a defensive mastermind game he put together. Um, so very impressive. Um, it was a fun season. I'm glad we got through it. I'm really excited and happy. Uh, the NFL is sport number one. Um, it's really not close to number two. College football is a distant number two. And then it's a very, very long ways uh, to what my third favorite sport is at this point in my life at the age of 42. I mean, those two take the cake. Number three may be college baseball. But again, it's it's the interest is, is way down. And, and it goes even further after that for number four. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go all the way to like number 15. And then, you know, you just got to go. I mean, uh, golf is probably number five. And then it's a ways, ways, ways down to like uh, what uh, uh, women's college soccer. Mm, okay. No, I'm just joking. So uh, this is just going to be a quick recap uh, for the February edition. The season is over. Uh, we got the major trade of uh, the Rams and the Lions, which uh, just amazed me. Uh, you know, Stafford for golf. I mean, Goff has just got to feel like absolute shit uh, to know that a quarterback who's what eight years older than him, uh, it took the Rams having to give up two first plus Goff to send to the Lions uh, to get Stafford. Um, you know, the Rams, man, they, the Rams do interesting things with their contracts. Uh, they sign players to whatever the fuck they want to make, and then they they just kind of figure out the details later. Brandon Cooks got traded after two years. They dropped Todd Gurley after two years. Uh, Goff goes elsewhere after two years. They got all this dead money that they just don't give a shit about. And when that trade happened and I saw that, I've been really bullish, obviously, if you listen to pods and my chats um, when it comes to Carson Wentz. And that may have opened the door to the Eagles being like, all right, well, fuck it. And, you know, the, the, the Rams did it with no regrets. Uh, so we can go ahead and do it. And, you know, maybe they do at this point. I just question. I don't see why the Bears. So the the Brian Pace and what's it, Matt Nagy have one year to prove it, and they're going to go get Carson Wentz as their quarterback. No, no, that's not happening. 
I mean, first off, there's there should be no confidence in Matt Nagy to be able to make Carson Wentz into his old self quarterback based of what we've seen him do so far with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Now, I mean, obviously we can blame a lot of things on Trubisky that he should have never been at the Bears anyway because they messed up, which is fine. But Nagy never seemed to be creative or innovative enough to figure out what the strengths of Trubisky were to make that work. And so Trubisky just trudged along and never improved. And a large part of the blame has to go to Matt Nagy. And then another large part has to go to Ryan Pace for not even sitting down for an interview with Mr. Deshaun Watson, who was the clear better quarterback in the ACC between those two and, and Mr. Trubisky, North Carolina. Uh, so now we got the, all the head coaches are in place now. Uh, look, the Texans and the Lions, uh, they're combined over under win totals next year. I'm going to go with four and a half, 4.5 wins combined. And if the Texans do end up uh, getting a ransom for Deshaun Watson, then you have to wonder what players from both the Lions and the Texans are going to be fantasy relevant. I just don't know what the, what's going to be. I mean, if Deshaun Watson leaves, they're Will, there's no chance of Will Fuller sticking around. Um, so you got Brandon Cooks and you got David Johnson back there. But for the Lions, you know, you, you can go get DeAndre Swift. You can go get TJ Hawkinson. Will any of those receivers be back? I don't know. Most likely not. I mean, are they going to tag Kenny Galladay? It seems unlikely. Uh, it seems like they're in the complete rebuild. I, I thought they had the most questionable coaching hire of the offseason. And Dan Campbell, is that his name? I just didn't, I didn't get that hire. Um, and the Texans had the second most questionable hire, a 65-year-old coach. Uh, congrats to them for being the, the one who got the African-American. Uh, good for them, but 65 years old. So, you know, look, if you're Eric B. Enemy, I don't really believe in the stuff they say he's a bad interview. Why does it matter if he's a bad interview or not? So, like you can see the results week in and week out. He's been to the AFC Championship game three times in a row. He's a Super Bowl winner. Uh, he also made it back to the Super Bowl this year. He has to be credited with at least some of that creativity. And at the very least, he's going to bring that creativity with him. I don't think it belongs or is to the ownership of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I think, unlike like uh, you know someone like Conan Bryan, uh, when he went from NBC to TBS, he couldn't take a lot of the shticks with him. Uh, they were property of NBC. Um, I don't think that's the way it is with coaching. Like I think Eric Bieniemy can take a lot of those coaching plays and schemes and everything else on the offense and bring it with him to whatever place he was going to get hired at. So uh, if I were Bieniemy, I wouldn't. I would be in no hurry to leave uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. Fucking enjoy that all you can. And look, Andy Reid is old balls. He has family issues. You never, I mean, how many, I mean, will Andy Reid be sticking around? I mean, is he going to be tired to retire in the off season? Two years from now, four years from now? I mean, can you not wait? Just wait. Enjoy the million dollars, whatever, however much they're making, two to three million dollars a year. Enjoy it and keep winning. Big deal. Uh, so the Texans and Lions, they're going to shuck, 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 shuck. Hi, in Waffers. Uh, thanks for listening to today's pod, February edition. I did want to let everybody know, thanks to the starting of this NWAF pod, I've actually added two new pods to the family of pods of Will and Friends. 
We have NWAF, and we now have a new show. I have a new show called Off the Rails. It has a kick-ass theme song. I speak with one of my good buddies, uh, the reverend of my wedding, uh, Mr. Douglas uh, Michael Murray, um, as our host, uh, as we just uh, shoot the shit, is what the original title of the show is, and we change it to something more better. Off the Rails, you can find it on Spotify or on Anchor. I'm going to talk an hour each week of just random topics that happened uh, the week previous. So come and join us in there. You can find us on Spotify or Anchor. Off the Rails, Douglas Murray. The other show, uh, all about music, my favorite interest and hobby in life, uh, with my good buddy, Mr. Mike Shoki uh, from Nebraska as well. Uh, that one is called No Judgments Here. Um, look on that for Anchor on Spotify or uh, where other pods are at as well. No judgments here. Mike Shulke, that's S-C-H-I-L-K-E. If you want to hear about music, uh, re- we review the latest uh, albums released. Also review an album from the past. We talk about music news of the previous week. And we also make a general list uh, of music. So far we've done a list of soundtracks and of our favorite concerts. Next week uh, coming is the worst concert experiences we've had. So take a listen, take a gander. Uh, Each show, one hour long, each show happens once a week. Come and check us out. Thank you. Okay, back at it. Uh, So Jacksonville, Urban Meyer is going to be interesting to see how he adapts uh, to the pros. I did not like his offensive uh, coordinator hire, which I believe was Marinelli. Uh, who's an old man. He has an NFL experience, but I uh, didn't like him when he was with the Cowboys. Um, but uh, Urban Meyer's won everywhere he goes. Uh, so it's going to be quite the rebuilding uh, that has to go into Jacksonville, but it's pretty exciting uh, to have Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence uh, together in Jacksonville. But uh, it, it will be a, a long climb. But uh, first thing, obviously, they want to make sure they have protection for Trevor Lawrence. You certainly don't want to see a factor where he's getting beat up the way Joe Burrow got beat up and ultimately ended up uh, breaking his leg into 18 parts. So hopefully uh, Trevor Lawrence can have a healthy year. And it'll be interesting to see how he flies after that. Um, you know, the uh, a lot of people I've been reading uh, are pretty high on this Chargers hire. Uh, the Rams uh, defensive coordinator, Staley, uh, man, he's pretty unproven. I, I know you got exactly what you want with Herbert in a, in a strong defense, man, but Staley made a, a unbelievable rise to coaching fame, and now everything's on him to run a ship. Uh, so, yeah, he's – I mean, the team that's possibly built for, for some success, but uh, we'll see if Staley's – the man for the job there. And then the Atlanta um, coaching position um, there with the uh, the guy whose grandpa is the FedEx billionaire, uh, Arthur Smith. Um, you know, there's opportunity there. You have you have all kinds of weapons with Matt Ryan returning, plus Julio and Calvin Ridley. Um, and we'll see what they do with Todd Gurley. I think they can move on if they want, but – can also run him back another year. So um, uh, that's almost everybody. Oh, the Jets and uh, Robert Sala. Uh, Sala, obviously, they have a top three pick. Um, they have Sam Darnold. Uh, they are in the Deshaun Watson talks. Uh, so they have an opportunity to uh, bounce back in a big way. And, and really, the Jets do have an opportunity with free agency that they can make the biggest leap just because of how awful Adam Gase was as a coach. I mean, in a way, you can look at this like Chad Morris and the Razorbacks. Uh, going to Sam Pittman, and I think you can probably see a pretty decent turnaround 
maybe not exactly the win-loss column, but just overall how competitive and how much better they look as a team um, in year one after Sala. Um, because I, I just think that Gase and everything about him was horrendous. Uh, he was just an ex- bad, poor, poor excuse uh, for an NFL head coach. And that was just a disaster hire uh, by the Jets. So I, I think Sala can do some good things. And Sam Darnold, man, is only 23 years old. Uh, that's a young pup right there. Um, so maybe you give him another year, but obviously if you can find a way to make a deal uh, for Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's the ultimate choice. And then seeing what they do with the draft. So that, that'll be interesting to keep track of. Okay. So anyway, Todd McShay uh, released a mock draft uh, yesterday. Um, interesting to see. I've, I've been enjoying these mock drafts. We've got a long ways to go people. Uh, the draft is, uh, April 29th. Uh, so very long ways to go. Uh, the off season officially begins, or the new season officially begins on March 17th. I believe uh, teams can start talking to free agents, which is going to be a wide receiver bonanza on March 15th. I'm very interested to watch that. Uh, but uh, a long, a lot of talk uh, to be made regarding uh, the draft uh, with no combine and how that's going to shape out uh, all the way through April, April 29th. Uh, so we got three full months remaining. Um, and by the way, this is uh, February the 10th today. Uh, today is uh, one of my favorite days of the year because in northwest Arkansas, the average high at this point starts to become 50 degrees daily and obviously it keeps going up. It doesn't fall back below 50 degrees until December, I believe. Um, but right now we're stuck in this polar plunge that is basically going to last for the next 10 days. Um, it's been an awful, what, one, two, it's been an awful four days so far. And it's only going to get worse uh, for this Valentine's weekend. Hope everybody has their sex uh, planned out properly. Um, good luck to that. I will not be doing such a thing, but I'm sure I'll find something to do. But the, the high is supposed to be like 20. So I don't, I'll probably just... Oh, this is February. Most people take January to do a, a dry month from alcohol. I went ahead. I'm, I'm doing a, a band kicker type of thing for February. I'm, I'm fucking banning PATs in my life. That's porn, alcohol, and Twitter. Um, so far, I did mess up once on the porn. I did mess up a couple times on the Twitter. Um, so far, though, I'm still dry for the alcohol. But band kickers, uh, band PAT in the month of February. Porn, alcohol, Twitter. Get them out! Trying to, uh, I, I banned a messenger in January, as maybe one or two of you noticed. Probably none of you noticed. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't talk the entire month. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, but I did do uh, two NWF podcasts for the month of January. So if you're not subscribed, you can follow me on Anchor and you can find those two episodes on Spotify. Mostly it was just me being drunk and crying over the fact that I lost the fantasy championship. Um, thanks to uh, Ryan Sukup, who missed a field goal and two extra points and did miss a kick the rest of the fucking year. Uh, but I'm not bitter about that. It's fine. It's fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. Where in the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the mock drafts. Uh, so uh, it's a fascinating draft right now because of how fantasy relevant it all is. Jacksonville, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, right now with the second pick, uh, McShay has Zach Wilson, quarterback of BYU, going to the Jets. And then he has a trade, a hypothetical trade, for Carolina to move up the board to trade for the with the Dolphins and take uh, Trey Lance for North Dakota State. Um, and then you have Justin Fields of Ohio State going to the Falcons. So right now he has the top four picks being all quarterbacks, which is 
would would be amazing um, and would be awesome to see for fantasy. And I'm just going to throw it out again. Change our flex position to the super flex. Make it a two-quarterback league for you folks who are in fantasy basketball right now, which I believe is half of the league, maybe less. Maybe it's six of you. But anyway, you guys are starting nine players a night if there's a full schedule going. It's the same fucking thing. I, I don't think you guys have issues with that, of having to start more than five players at a time. Put in two quarterbacks. Let's get to the super flex, which make let's make the quarterbacks the most important position in all of sports much more important in our fantasy league. Anyway, uh, number six, the Eagles. Um, and I didn't get to their coaching staff. Uh, their their, their situation is still fucked until they figure out the, the Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts thing. Uh, I think I already mentioned this, but I've been bullish, obviously, on Wentz getting traded. Um, and oh, did I already? Yeah, I, I did already mention that because I talked about how Nagy, that would be an awful landing spot for Carson Wentz. Okay. Yeah, I already talked about that. We don't need to talk about that again. Uh, Jamar Chase uh, from LSU to the Eagles. Um, they've passed up on a number of wide receivers the last two to three seasons, much like the New England Patriots have. Uh, so if they were to get Jamar Chase, that would be a very good pick. And then number seven, you got the Detroit Lions taking Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner uh, for Jared Goff. I, I wouldn't like that for Devontae um, at all. And then you got the Miami Dolphins uh, taking Jalen Waddell. Um, I would like that for Waddle and for Tua. Um, I would think that would be good for the Dolphins. And then let's look on down. So the the top out of the top eight picks, uh, Tom McShay has seven of them being wide receivers or quarterbacks. That's pretty awesome. Very fantasy relevant. And then the Giants, he has them taking Kyle Pitts, a tight end. I don't give a shit about uh, tight ends and a non-mandatory tight end league. Um, But there there should should be some options for some of you shitty drafters who like to take tight ends. Um, and then he has the Bears trading up at 12 to take Mac Jones. So that's now we're nine of the first 12 picks, quarterbacks or wide receiver tight ends. Mac Jones. Uh, again, I, you know, that's quite a rise for Mac Jones. Good for him. That's awesome. He just sat there behind Tua and Jalen for four years and then now becomes a top 12 pick in the NFL draft, and then looking further down, the New England Patriots going to take a linebacker, even though they have no offensive skill players. Um, you have uh, the Washington football team taking Kadarius Toney, a wide receiver, Florida. I like that move. I like that for whoever the fuck their quarterback's going to be. We'll still see on that. And then we have uh, New York Jets uh, taking Travis Etienne, uh, which I like that uh, to pair with. Uh, Zach Wilson, or maybe Sam Darnold, but I, I like the Jets uh, getting some skill position players. So with their draft picks, I think that's good. That's our first running back. And then you have, I believe the last one would be the Buffalo Bills taking Najee Harris. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that the Buffalo Bills are in that position that they got to take their third running back in three years, I believe, if that's correct. If we read through it, um, this would be the first time in three years we've had multiple running backs in run one. So that would be cool. Um, Devin Singletary looks more effective as a third down back and Zach Moss struggled to stay healthy this season. So, uh, the Buffalo Bills will eventually land the proper running back. We'll see what happens. Um, but obviously that, that, uh, offense in Buffalo was mighty stellar this year. Uh, they get their offensive coordinator back who I thought Brian Dabble, former Alabama offensive coordinator, who I thought uh, would be able to get some coaching, uh, had spots but didn't so him coming back is, is great for Josh Allen Stefan Diggs and adding another weapon to that offense is, is also a great move so shit I think that's all I have I just wanted to discuss the Super Bowl 
the quick mock draft, and the coaching. Yeah, that's all right. 20 minutes. Um, so we'll do a couple words from our sponsors. Uh, again, uh, this, this season officially gets going March 15th for free agency. Uh, if any of y'all who listen to this want to join me to discuss free agency, mock drafting, mock fantasy drafting, uh, which I should probably do a, a mock fantasy draft. Maybe I should. Well, I mean, number one's going to be C-Mac, and that should be me. I'm going to run that back. I'm glad I bought that C-Mac jersey so I could not wear it all season long because C-Mac was on the uh, sidelines, and then I kept him on the roster in the playoffs, even though I dropped <sighs> fucking stupid-ass Miami Dolphin running back. I'm glad I forgot his name. I can't remember his name, so I'm glad that memory has uh, now faded away from my existence, and I don't have to think about the fact that I dropped a guy who didn't score 28 points in Week 16 that would have won me the fantasy championship for the first time since 2009. It's fine. I'm fine. It's not an issue. I've moved on. Just leave it be. Leave it be. What the fuck is that dude's name? Santana, Stellar, Samson, Soda. There was a, there was a Patrick Laird. Um, there was Patrick Laird, and then he's from Utah, but it's not Zach. He's not from Utah. He's actually from Washington. He played for Washington. Patrick Curtains? Is it Curtains? Not Curtains. Pat, is his name Patrick? No, that's Patrick Laird. There were two running backs, two running backs playing for the Dolphins who played at Washington in college. One of them was the guy who scored. I had him. He got COVID. I dropped him because I thought I could pick him back up. But the fucking donks went ahead and scooped him up so they could have him on his, his bench. And then I fucking beat the donks. So he's just sitting there rotting in week 16. It's fine. I'm not mad. It's just, it's, it is what it is. So I end up starting this fuckface wide receiver for the freaking Cincinnati Bengals. Is that right? Did that happen? I think that happened. Anyway, he, he had three receiving yards in the championship game. That was... That was, that was unfortunate to watch. And uh, and I don't recall what that dude's name is. I think he's white. I think he's a white wide receiver. Um, like a... I don't remember his name. Fuck. Oh, and I could have just started Matt Gay, who scored 10 points in Seattle. Um, and then... Oh, boy. I'm just... I'm, what I'm doing here is I'm stalling... Because I want to think of this running back from Miami's name. And uh, right now, oh, my God. What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm not going to cheat. I'm not. His name. What was Salvin Ahmed was the other. So we got Salvin Ahmed. We got Patrick Laird. Um, Jordan Howard was also in the Dolphins. He had Matt Breida on the Dolphins. Look, I got every running back on the roster of the Dolphins except for the dude that I had on my roster all year and then dropped him because he got COVID. And then he just said, I don't know what his name is. Anyway, this has been Abundance of Caution. I am your host, Will. Again, if you want to join me at any point this offseason to discuss anything fantasy NFL-related, uh, don't hesitate to let's let's mock it up. Let's talk it up. Uh, congrats to Butchief and Poe for their ch- young children. 
Uh, it's, it's exciting that three of us that I know of, I don't know if one of you are hiding out, maybe two of us have, have all, all, all had babies in the, in the next last year, in the COVID year of shit, the COVID shit year of 2020, well, 2021 for Hazel, and that, that fucking Dolphins running back, his, his freaking name, oh my lord, oh lord, 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 lord. You know what? Maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's for the best. My mind has decided, you know, wheel, let's not think about that or talk about that anymore. I don't know why my mind talks to me like that. It's so strange. Anyway, we we got February, March, April, May, June. Uh, We got six months until the warm weather and hopefully... You know, back together to hang out for the first time in months. Years. I can't remember the last time I saw any of you fuckers. Um, I saw Trey. We hung out on a Sunday for fantasy football. I saw Aaron Randall at a uh, Black Lives Matter rally. I don't recall the last time I saw Chief and James and Brad. The rest of you I really don't care about. I don't talk to any of you. I'm just just joking. Just joking. Just jokes. Just jokes, everybody. Just jokes. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see all y'all. I miss you. miss you guys greatly. Um, this fucking COVID thing, I've, I've hit the wall. I've hit the wall, folks. Uh, this pandemic plus the cold weather, I've hit the wall, man. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Is that his name? Miles Gaskin? Is that it? Pretty sure. Is that it? Is it Miles Gaskin? Oh, fuck. I'm going to say it's Miles Gaskin. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. And now, Will Hendricks presents a scene from the movie Roadhouse. Now this. This is the new Double Deuce. I've put a lot of money and time into this. And to protect my investment, I've hired the best damn cooler in the business. From now on, he's in charge of all the bar business. What he says goes. Dalton, a little clap, slow applause. Dalton gets in front of the room, scans the room. Morgan, you're out of here. What, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't have the right temperament. You asshole, what am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. <laughs> you're a dead man. You. You're out, too. We're selling booze here, not drugs. Thank you. Anybody else here dealing? I'm telling you straight. It's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. All right. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many 10-year-old adolescents, felons power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. It's going to change. (laughs) Man, that sure sounds good. But a lot of the guys who come in here, we can't handle one-on-one. Even two-on-one. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. 
Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. <laughs> Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Okay? Ask him to walk. Be nice. And if he won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you. And you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. <laughs> uh-huh. Being called a cocksucker isn't personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. What if somebody calls my mom a whore? Is she? <laughs> I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. You are the bouncers. I am the cooler. All you have to do is watch my back at each other's. Take out the trash. And scene. Roadhouse.